0: Welcome to the Waterways World podcast, brought to you in association with ABC Leisure Group, operators of hire fleets and marinas around the UK.
1: Hello and welcome to the Waterways World podcast. I'm Bobby Cowling, the editor of the magazine. And for this episode, we were delighted to be joined by actor and liveaboard boater, Claudia Jesse best known for playing the headstrong Eloise in the hugely popular Netflix series Bridgerton, Claudia has recently moved aboard a narrowboat in central Birmingham. Her passion for boating however goes right back to a childhood frequently spent aboard boats, as she explains to deputy editor Sarah Henshaw and myself. We also discuss how boating has helped her mental health and provides a welcome contrast to her TV career. So, let's take a listen.
0: Uh, Claudia I think a lot of listeners will be surprised that a successful actress who's currently riding this huge Netflix success story that's Bridgerton lives on a narrowboat and not in a a city penthouse or glamorous equivalent (laughs) so could you start by telling us why you've chosen to live afloat?
2: So I think when my dad was still around um we traveled a bit so we spent time on boats as I was a kid. So a lot of narrow boating, a lot of canal boats. But also, you know, well, I've had someone describe it as a yoghurt pot boat recently. Am I right? Oh, it's a a yogurt cruiser. pot. That's it's it, a, yeah. Someone described yeah. it as a yoghurt pot boat recently. And I was like, oh, OK. We used to, like, live on little cruises as well. Um, so we do, like, Norfolk and then we did, like, Scotland and stuff like that. And I loved it. I really, really loved it, and I think it just sort of stayed with me. Um, my dad didn't lol, but that um, he was a bit of a Rolling Stone. I'm sure we'll get into that. Um, but so I just I think the desire stayed with me. I've also got a bit of a love for um, small spaces. Yeah, I don't ha- I don't really buy stuff, so I don't have a lot of stuff. I also really love like camping and I don't mean like I mean proper camping I don't mean like yeah I love it when there's like a tent pre-made for me at a really fancy festival that's not what I'm talking about like proper camping and I like um I, I guess there's a sense of freedom that I enjoy so then it sort of became a dream of mine I remember writing it down on a piece of paper when I was like 22 I was living in Hackney in London at the time and uh I wrote down that I wanted to live on a canal boat with a dog um <laughs> big dreams and um <laughs> and then you know and now I'm 31 and it's, it's it's finally happened but there's no dog
0: <laughs> there's no dog yet. Yeah. I've got time there's still time when did you actually move onto the boat then? So you were twenty-two when you first thought that's what you're going to do. When, how long mm. did it take for that dream to materialise? Oh, Quite some time. Quite some
2: time. <laughs> I I bought a, a, a shell okay. with just ballast windows and an engine.
0: Well, um, you don't make that easy for yourself, do you?
2: No, <laughs> I didn't. Hence, it taking like three years for me to then live on it. I um <clears throat> yes, yeah, so I bought it from. lovely old boy in Newark um Mm -hmm. I think his son actually built it as like a part time I went to visit one I wanted a trad right and I wanted 57 foot yeah because I wanted it to be able to have the freedom to go through as many locks as possible um and I like the trad I don't don't really like the word I think it's become a bit of a buzzword but I am quite an introvert so I didn't have like loads of visions of me and all my mates on the back of the boat like so I didn't need all of that space And then he showed me the one that was like semi trad bit. I think he was a bit bigger. But then up on like stilts was another boat. And I was like, well, whose is that? And he was like, oh, there's a couple that's interested in it. And I went, how interested? (laughs) And he was like, well, they've been sort of humming and ahhing about it for a few months. And I was like, a few months? Because I've been saving, right? I've been saving and sort of discussing like how I'm going to go through it whether or not because I was well up for getting a secondhand boat I really was like there wasn't I didn't have like grand dreams of always you know having it from scratch um Mm -hmm. I actually quite liked the idea of having like one of my like really good mates who lives next door to me on her boat you know she tells me the story of like who owned her boat before and I sort of I love how romantic that is I think but this, I was like, so who's they? When's the last time I spoke to you? And he was like, well, like a couple of months ago. And I was like, all right, do you have a cutoff date with those people? Because <laughs> I was like, I've saved loads of money, and I want that one because it's exactly the you know the length and and style I wanted. Um, and then he was like, well, no, I haven't got a deadline in my head. And I was like, should we make it like this week? <laughs> um, but cheeky. And then like a few days later, he was like are you willing to buy this boat and I was like absolutely and then like the next day I, I sent the money across and then it got cruised from Newark like empty with like a tent inside um, yeah and then to like north but north Birmingham sort of way and then I spent like a lot of time building it then sort of life got in the way and it was all a bit difficult and as the things happened then I was working
0: and and then but you were living at this point, were you, or just sort of visiting at weekends and days after? Yeah, to exactly.
2: That? Exactly. It was a part-time job. And then, and then lockdown happened. I feel like that's the end of everyone's sentences at the moment. It's like, and then lockdown okay. happened. But, <laughs> so I wasn't able to see it for ages. Um, and then the restrictions loosened slightly mm-hmm. uh, obviously last year during the summer, and then me and my stepdad basically just smashed it for like three months building the rest of the boat and then I moved on to it only about coming up seven months ago
0: wow so it's relatively recent then yeah it's it's all finished now is it you're happy with with
2: I love it with my whole heart now get now listen this is (laughs) it this is a home job it's not this isn't incredible <laughs> but it's really good <laughs> it's beautiful and I love her and she's my little floating corridor and I wouldn't change her. but there's still loads of stuff I need to do that my engine room's like still a lot of bare steel <laughs> but she's wicked um so like my hatch I've got like a little hatch and Doors in the middle of the boat, and that's still just bare steel. <laughs> so that's been letting in some uh, killed. um but oh. not too bad. It's not been too bad actually. I was thinking, I wonder how this winter's going to go, but it's been fine because I don't have a log burner, right? Because oh. it just oh, it's up so much. just like my diesel. Just like I've got a really good central heating, okay. and uh, but I've been rinsing it. <laughs> so um <laughs> yeah, but it's it's honestly the bit like the. Best decision I think I've ever made, and wow. and I knew I'd love it. And the thing is, all my ma- I don't think anyone. I'm very fortunate, right? Like my mum, bless her, she's so supportive of any sort of mad decision I've ever sort of come downstairs. Like when I lived with her, been like, Mum, I'm gonna be an actor. <laughs> she must have she's had a bit of a person in me being Like, Mum, I'm gonna live in a floating corridor, like. So she's been always very supportive. So no one in my life has sort of like, don't do that. I've always had like a good um, network of people being like, yeah, go on, Claude. I don't think, I don't think, it's not like they were like, Claudia's going to live on a boat. Like, I don't think it was a shock. And um, okay. yeah, so I feel like it's quite fitting. And, uh, and it's, yeah, and I
1: feel like a badass when I'm cruising it. Like, <laughs> that's never going <laughs> to go away. Can you tell us a bit about the boat, Claudia? Is it to trad stern as you wished? Mm-hmm, absolutely. So it's just, like, got enough room for, like, two people,
2: really. And, yeah, engine room. So once you come in from the stern, that like you come down it's in engine room, which I like having that sort of separate little space because mm-hmm. it feels like a working space. And I, I think I always wanted to feel like I lived on a boat. Like, I, yeah. I didn't want it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know that sounds yes. obvious, but...
0: apartment You wanted to feel like a boat still, yes. That's it,
2: yes, 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 exactly. So I didn't, yeah, I want to feel like I live on a boat. In fact, I'm at a marina at the moment in in Birmingham and I moved slightly because it felt a bit built up where I was and I moved further up like a jetty. And, I, and now I feel like I live on a boat again. It's, it's, yeah, I never want to not feel like I live on a boat. I sort of love that there's always something to do.
0: What are your plans for it? I mean, are you going to stay in the marina? Do you want to continuously cruise? Have you found another mooring elsewhere? I think when
2: I, you know, the length of the boat sort of can tell you what I wanted to do with it, right? Like I want to be able to have the freedom to move and that would be ideal. And now it's just, I suppose with a bloody lockdown, I'm going to start calling it the L word because I hate it. That's
0: at least. Yeah,
2: but obviously that slows things down. And then and then work has sort of um, prevented, you know, I can't – because obviously with a trip, you don't – like I'm getting her painted in the summer, and um, you don't want to be like, right, let's get going, let's get back. That's not what the yeah. point of a vote is. You want to be yeah, like, let's stop at every thing. single pub available, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know i would like to be able to have the freedom to move as much as possible i think they'll probably become a point where i'll take it down south um mm-hmm. i guess at the moment as well with Bridgerton and stuff the convenience of that but then i don't know because i really i'm from i was born in Birmingham and i really love brum mm-hmm. and you know birmingham's got such a wicked you know canal system as well Do you know it's
0: just yeah, i know the midlands are perfect for it really you touched on this briefly just now, but um, do you see the boat being a kind of useful asset in your acting jobs? The reason I ask is because we spoke to David Suchet on this podcast mm. recently, who used to live aboard too in the early stages of his career, and right. he'd shuttle between rep theatres on his boat. I was just wondering if that was the kind of dream for you that you could just kind of move it between
2: filming. Yeah, I think that. Oh, it sounds so. That sounds so beautiful. And also knowing that that in Stratford upon Avon as well, how gorgeous that is. And mm. I, that to me as an actor sounds like the most dreamy setup in the world. Popping in, doing a show, yeah. coming back, changing my gas. <laughs> 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 I think I. It wasn't. It, it was never really in mind. I think I my desire to just live on a boat was. sort of eclipsed all of the um other dreamy things I could do I was just so desperate to live within a boat (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I think it I would like imagine if I was filming in like Manchester for like six months for something yes I'd be like right I'm cruising up there yeah I'm cruising up yeah I I would love to do that I would love to do that but I think again because I'm I'm quite I'm a bit of a clues I, I think I liked the idea of just living in this little shell like feeling like a little mm-hmm. snail and like even since Bridgerton's come out and stuff I, I was, again I'm, I'm not like on social media or anything like that and um and all my neighbours who live on boats like when people have been like has your life changed I'm like not even in the slightest <laughs> okay. it's actually the most boring it's possibly ever been <laughs> <clears throat> because I've obviously locked down and stuff like that but also it, I've met, I I love, you know. I've got my neighbours who live on boats round me, and I live in Birmingham in a little shell. And it just like I don't know. It feels like a real safe. I feel like it's the escapism and the safety of it that I find quite beautiful. Maybe some people would find it claustrophobic or not freeing enough, but I find it the polar opposite. Mm. I find it like the most freeing and liberating thing, and also it's good for someone with my uh, temperament, I think, and my natural disposition
0: to be like right going into my shell. <laughs> no, it makes mean, sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you've you, you've also talked a lot about in the in the past about how Buddhism has helped you, kind of yeah, man, your, like well being and mental health. And you said mm. you had panic attacks and anxiety when you were younger. I was yeah. wondering if, bo- if boating had helped. In this respect, too. It sounds like it has. Oh, Sarah, absolutely.
2: So I remember <clears throat> the first time I ever cruised, and I, at the time, was like struggling immensely with something called uh, depersonalization. It's a bit of a mouthful, hard to say, harder to have, I've got to admit. And which is sort of like a form of extreme anxiety. And it's your body's sort of warped way of trying to protect you. But it actually feels like the most terrifying thing in the world. It all sort of takes you out of your body. Um, It's also known as like derealisation as well. And And a very surprisingly high amount of people experience it. Maybe they either have like flashes of it. Some people have had it for years and years. And some people, but the majority of us have experienced it without really being able to name it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had it for like a year, and it was hell. And then I remember cruising the boat for like five days and coming off the boat and feeling like I'd had a mental reset, like someone had switched uh, the reset button on my brain. And it was so beautiful. And even the other day, like when we had like a spell of like really beautiful weather over the weekend took her out for like five hours um around brum like and again I came back and I was just like Whoa. it's sort of because all you can you know how people sort of talk about and I suppose this is quite a buddhist concept as well to be in the moment Yeah, so hard in practice isn't it yeah. but with a boat you you can only be in the moment like because the minute as well you take your eye off the front of the boat you're like swerve it. <laughs> you have to do you know I mean you think it's nothing because you're going at such a steady pace and then you're like, oh look, there's a heron on the side, and then you're like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> you're off course.
0: No, I completely so, get that. It requires when you're when you're holding the till, it requires sort of like just enough tension to like focus on where you're going and stuff, but not enough to fully engage you. So you can also be aware of the stuff around you. When you're driving I find when I'm driving, I'm like looking like at road signs, at other traffic and stuff, and it's engrossing me. But with boating, you can kind of not quite switch off, but you can yeah you're more aware yeah. of you, which is it yeah, feels like the moment like you said
2: yeah it feels like the most it feels meditative yeah. I guess in its, yeah. in its way and yeah and it has and also just this idea that I think there's something quite beautiful about having security that isn't static yeah Do you know so yeah. which I think for me is a desire is to have like a secure security so I've got a home now but it's not put like it's it's got it what can time move time? Yeah. yeah exactly so I think there's something quite um good for my anxiety in there as well mm. um but yes it has it has completely supported me with that Yeah, it's t- it took a weight off
0: have you found it's it's boosted your confidence or your self-reliance as well? Because one part of living on a boat is just there's so much you have to take care of. There's so much sort of day-to-day maintenance that people won't necessarily help you with. You've just got to get on and do it yourself. And that can, well, that, certainly for me, I found that really confidence building, knowing that you can do it and then and then trying other.
2: Yeah. I, I come from like a family that sort of, um, we sort of had an attitude like get up and, and plod on like and crack on like just get up and crack on again and I think that's a I'm sure a lot of us come from backgrounds like that um but with the boat I was like, okay this is mine I'm responsible yeah. for all of this and I and do you know what I remember cruising it from like um North Birmingham sort of way into Brum like Brum Brum I remember cruising and a few boats had gone past and they were like by the way it gets real narrow out in the corner and <laughs> I was like okay because <laughs> um, I hadn't cruised it for like properly for years either because I'd been it been uh, a wharf and I'd been doing it up um, and I was like okay and then it was like either side of the boat would just like reeds reeds either side right and it was like single boat <laughs> sort of thing and, there was, and then I saw two boats coming towards me and I remember just being like, saying out loud, I literally don't know what to do. <laughs> but I literally don't know what to do. And then I managed to, I don't want to brag, guys, <laughs> but I managed to navigate past these two boats like an absolute badass to the point where both of the blokes at the back line nicely done. And I can't tell you the confidence boost that it's given me. And listen, Bridgerton's great, but that feeling, <laughs> that's something else. <laughs> I felt so proud of myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: done that. Is that, um, did you actually live on a boat when you were younger or was it just kind of holiday holidays afloat?
2: It was I wouldn't say it was holidays I, f- I feel like it was somewhere in between okay. the yeah. two. Um my dad loved boats. In fact he loved trains planes and automobiles. He loved all of that sort of stuff. He was like an engineer. Um and he he I haven't, I haven't seen him for my God, like decades. But when he was around, I sort of, I can, there are two smells that I remember from my, from my childhood. And one of them is a smell of like shoe polish uh, that my dad would like polish his shoes. And the other smell is the smell of an engine room. Hmm. And it's funny because there's a bar in London in Waterloo called the scooter bar. And it's, um, it's tiny, right? Tiny. It's beautiful. Um, they do a liter of cider for like seven quid. Anyway, that's nice. by, by. <laughs> <laughs> the by. But the downstairs, right? You go down these like little spiral staircases, and there's one toilet, and um, it's right next to the Thames. But once you get downstairs, I remember being like, "This smells like this smells like a boat." smells like a boat down here and that's when I remember that smell of like my childhood and now when I'm in my engine room I'm like oh my gosh that's like it's amazing, really amazing. Yeah. yeah um but yeah so we spent a lot of time on 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 boats a lot of my childhood was spent on narrowboats and cruises we did a lot of, we did we, God, we went on a yacht one year in Scotland and had this like um <laughs> it was me and my brother my mum and my dad and um this old boy was drinking whiskey, teaching us how to yacht, but he was spending the majority of the time telling us about his divorce. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, then he like left because he'd given us this slight like, little course on it. My dad knew how to do it anyway, but like, I think we wanted the experience or whatever. And then we nearly capsized. And I remember it was was really terrifying. So I could see my my mum and dad on the deck, like, in life jackets. Me and my brother were inside with life jackets. And we had, because obviously we'd go for, like, months at a time, we had our gerbils with us (laughs) in a cage. And anyway, I remember seeing the boat like completely tilt on its side and then the gerbil cage like flew, like slid off the table, smashed onto the ground. Me and my brother were trying to make sure that we didn't kill the gerbils whilst my mum and dad were trying to make sure that they didn't kill us. Um, but, you know, it's character building for sure. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so I, those sort of memories and like learning to tie in knots with ropes and stuff. Mm. Yeah. And I guess, you know, you know wherever my dad is now, and like I, I'm so grateful that he instilled that sort of because I think kids probably benefit from just having like experiences. Do you know what I mean? Like weird, bad oh, yeah. experiences. Yeah. And I never really left the country because complicated reasons with my dad. He was a bit of a rolling stone. I've got to be honest. And um, and then you know we were we didn't have a lot of money, so we never really left the country. But we did see pretty much the entirety of this country, um and it's beautiful it's absolutely beautiful and i'm really grateful mm-hmm. for that and i'm grateful that it stayed with me enough to now i really? live on a boat yeah.
1: so were these like extended holidays claudia mm. so you would, you'd go on kind of whereas most people go for a couple of weeks it sounds like you spent a lot more time afloat than it's normal you know
2: yeah I think I did. I mean, <laughs> it's quite difficult because it's quite uh, complicated reasons <laughs> as to why we uh, sort of uh, bug it off so often. <laughs> if you know what I mean, I yeah, I think I didn't have the most conventional domestic setup. Um, I sort of come from a bit of a rogue dad and a sort of hippie mum, and then. You know, not a lot of money, and then probably uh, some some questionable behaviour, <laughs> um, which had led to all of these wonderful experiences.
1: Yeah. So, did you travel far? Did you travel far and wide then on the on the network? And
2: yeah, 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 yeah exactly. We did Scotland, man. Yeah,
1: we did a, Scotland. That's that's, that's Pretty yeah. adventurous, that's yeah. yeah. yeah
2: not, not incredible, not like not so beautiful. beautiful. You know that massive. Um, what's the name of it The,
1: the Caledonian Caledonian yeah. yes yes you went on you? that I mean that's yeah, fantastic yeah
2: yeah yeah unbelievable unbelievable so yeah we're really fortunate I've done like all of the, I've done the majority of it because when my dad was still about um, and then obviously been out on and been out at sea as well you know oh when, right yeah
1: not in a narrow boat I hope
2: <laughs> no I don't even think I'd take this on the Thames. I saw a video recently. I watch a lot of, like, boaters on YouTube, like I'm sure a lot of us do. Um, and I, I'm going to shout them out. The uh, Foxes. Yeah. The Silver Foxes. I, I love the them. I'm obsessed. So,
1: They write for our magazine as well. Collins, oh, I'm obsessed yes. with yeah. them. It's so so is my
2: mum. Yeah. My mum's obsessed with them as well. But they did the Thames, and I remember being, like, <laughs> thinking. Because also my I don't know. I just have a feeling that I didn't. They were so good at it, uh, but watching the sort of it felt the current take their yeah. boat away.
0: The current and the traffic through Central London—it is terrifying. It's still to this day Central London on the Thames is the the most terrifying bit of narrow boating I've done. And I've oh, babe, did you do it? Yes, but it I'm is legend. It's just it's yeah, nerve shredding. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think I'd be, I'd be
2: wetting myself <laughs> inside.
0: And it's so bizarre because you're going through all the, like going past all these amazing sights and you want to take them in, but you can't, you can't enjoy it because <laughs> you're just <obviously> on edge. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just going to ask if you, all these amazing experiences you had on a boat as a child, did you appreciate them at the time? Because I remember being dragged on a high boat holiday when I was about 12 or 13 with my whole family. So there were like six of us and my granddad and dogs. And I hated it just for the lack of personal space at that age. And you just want to be doing. I don't know, it's quite a self-conscious child, so you just want to be doing like conventional things and kind of resent anything um, out of the ordinary. Did you ever feel like that, or did you always just love it?
2: I loved it. I, I loved it. I got so excited any time I was on it. And I think that's what sort of built up this, yeah, I always loved it. I've always, always loved it. And I think that's what built up this, like, romantic idea as well. Because I used to have visions of just, because I remember during lockdown when there were points where I'd come home, because, like, my stepdad, bless him, the greatest man in the whole entire world, by the way, in the entire world, my stepdad. But, like, we we would get up at, like, five in the morning. My mum would make us, like, a packed lunch and, like, a massive, you know, flask of coffee and we'd head to the boat spend all day and then we'd get home at like sometimes like past 11 o'clock you know after spending the whole day like building on the boat and there would t- and I'd just have a beer on my mum's doorstep like and just be like oh and there were times I'd just be sobbing being like I'm never gonna live on this boat am I like, and all I wanted to do was sit on the roof and have the beer <laughs> <laughs> that's all I wanted to do and then the other day when the sun was out I did the, precisely that, and I was like, "I can't believe it! Like, this is all I've ever wanted." There are only three things I've ever wanted to do in my life, guys. One of them was be able to support my family financially in some way,
0: mm-hmm.
2: buy a boat, and to hug a cow. Hug a cow. <laughs> I am yet to hug a cow, guys. I'm yet to hug a cow. That's all I want to do. I just because there are some really beautiful videos online of like people just like chilling with a cow, and I just couldn't think of anything more beautiful. Um, <laughs> I'm, but I've done those two and so the, this me sitting on the roof of my boat is not that's like a consistent beautiful thing right mm-hmm. like I can just have a beer on my roof like it's, it's I think that's what I wanted it's the simplicity in it I'm, I'm, I don't I'm very um, doesn't take much for me to feel satisfied I'm quite easily pleased um, and it's yeah those small things like that so I think I'm glad I always in yeah yeah I always I always really enjoyed it I loved I loved the action of it I think how Mm -hmm. much there was to do Mm -hmm. yeah
0: are you worried um your success on Bridgerton might I don't know jeopardize your visions of canal boating are you worried like about getting spotted more in future and this kind of like a deal that you you have of it might be yeah ruined by people just asking for autographs and taking your pictures and
2: it's oh, such a good question. Yeah. Mm. But, but do you know what? I'd. I'd uh, I, there are very few things that are more important to me than my mental health. Like really. Like I, I did an interview once, and they were like, "So, what's your biggest fear?" And I was like, "Losing control of my mental health." Mm-hmm. And then I realised there's not the sort of answers that they want to hear, so I had to be like, "Oh, sorry, I'm snakes." Oh. <laughs> they come up with something else. <laughs> so I don't think I'd I'd have to really. Um, I would deeply, deeply hate if anything made me change my lifestyle like this. Yeah. I would hate it. Um, this means more to me than anything. And I'd like to be able to think I can do both. I think in Birmingham, I'm quite blessed. Like, I don't think too many people give crap. <laughs> like yeah. crap. So Birmingham's sort of like really understated and a bit more just like, oh, nice one, that. And then that's it. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And also my neighbours are wicked. Like I'm, I, I don't, I've, there's a lot of respect here. I think also in the boating community, there's a lot of respect and patience and sort of, I don't know if I'd get it there I so I, I can't see I think I worry in general actually more about what quote-unquote success would do in general but I think I've made some good decisions in order for that to not happen and I actually think living on a boat is one of them mm-hmm. and not being on social media and sort of mm-hmm. keeping myself you know I'm a sort of a, I'm a family girl and um I like a I like a session IPA and my best mate, and <laughs> those are my things. So I think I think I've, I, I think I've put in place the correct things to ensure. Because I had a conversation. I'm sorry, I'm barking on a bit. I hope you don't mind, but I'm really enjoying this conversation. But <clears throat> I had a conversation recently about. I did like a chat around mental health and Buddhism and stuff, which was nice because, you know, there's so often you can tell someone what it was like to wear a corset before you kind of go, it was all right. (laughs) (laughs) But we actually had like a really beautiful discussion about like work and mental health and, and, and what Buddhism has done for me and stuff. And she was asking me about my, you know, take on social media and stuff. And I said to her, like, there are a few things I have to put in place or remove in order for me to have a sustained life Mm -hmm. so if I I love my job ever such a lot um I love acting so much um and the industry that comes with it can sometimes feel like a bit of a beast and a bit terrifying so I have to do certain things that will allow me to have sustainability in my career. And that means I'm not on social media. I can't do it. It will destroy me. It will ruin my mental health. I don't think you can ever have a nuanced conversation online. I just don't think it's doing me or many people many favors. So I'm not, I'm not on it. And then <clears throat> I don't, I'm not much of a party dweller. So there are certain things like that, that I avoid as well. Cause it just makes me anxious. Like I don't, I don't want to do it. So I sort of said to her, in order for me to have like longevity in in my career, but also in life, I'm going to have to remove or add a few things. The boat is an addition. Social media is, uh, you know, a removal. Like, that's removed. And do, am I making sense? Yeah, I couldn't
1: stand that, definitely. Yeah. Can you pinpoint yeah. what it is about the boat
0: that works so well for your mental health? Is it because is it the outdoorsy factor is it yeah. the self-reliance we we're talking about earlier just living in a small space makes everything more controllable i found so i don't know yeah for sure yeah
2: yeah having everything i think there's a misconception that we need loads and loads of space like i don't have you know cool if you're a foster parent and you, you know you're doing your badass work there like of course you need space but i'm just some lass from Birmingham. So, like, I don't know what I made. Like, I've got no responsibilities. I've got no children, and I've got you know. <clears throat> and also, there are loads of plenty of badass families doing it on boats as well, and having an mm. absolute whale of a time. Yeah, I suppose it's the small, small space. Do you know what? Actually, there's something quite beautiful in the fact that I'm constantly moving, even when I'm moored up. Mm. <clears throat> and I remember hearing someone say to me like, nothing in life is static. And it's true, isn't it? Like so everything passes. Like your thoughts pass, moments pass. Like what seemed, what was that agony at one point, does become a memory at some point. Like, mm-hmm. If you, if you can get through it, and you know, yeah, if you can get through it. Um, I think this idea that I'm constantly moving as well. Like even just the fact that I'm constantly rocking. Like it's really windy here today, and I live in between like swanky apartments, so it's a bit of a wind tunnel. So um, I'm con- I'm like constantly rocking now, and i like, I love it. <laughs> I, I think also the sort of um I, I remember reading something once you accept your littleness you're able to do a lot more mm-hmm. and I think the there's the, the, something about it being small and contained and close so, sort of I feel like it might have had definitely had a positive impact on my mental health yeah
0: awesome. What does the future hold in terms of your boating? Are you, I mean, are you quite happy staying around Birmingham for the, in the meantime, or do you want to take it further afield? You talked about going to London, didn't you? Yeah, I think I'm
2: going to, I start filming again soon for Bridgerton, and, but I'm going to keep my boat in Birmingham um, for a little while, because I don't, I don't, I'm not quite ready to leave this city. I don't really ever want to, but... <laughs> um. I also I love where I live I love my neighbours so much and I would be sad to grow mm-hmm. but do you know what I've always wanted to go Hebden Bridge <laughs> yes, no, it, sounds oh, yes. it does it sounds amazing I really would love to take her there like I'd love to take her there or oh, do you know what as well I'm excited for my summer because there is a point I mean I don't know how this is going to work around filming <laughs> but we're going to try and um, I'm going to get her painted in July and um There's going to be a bit of a hopefully a bit of a jolly, do you know what I mean? To take care of, like, to make a bit of a trip out of it, yeah. So I'm excited for that. And then, I I guess, in the future, I can't. It's funny because now, once you live on one, you're just like, there's a part I just don't know how I can do it any other way. Now, I I don't know how I can do it any other way, (laughs) but I do, do you know what? I do have like sort of um. <laughs> once I'd finished this boat I was like I am never building a boat again <laughs> but then it's like a couple of months past you know like oh another project would be cool <laughs> <laughs> but I do have like sort of distant dreams of like one day getting like a proper Dutch barge <laughs> like <That's> amazing yeah <laughs> oh they're so sexy aren't they Yeah, yeah. They're so beautiful but I think for me now the future would be just different types of boats <laughs> but never <clears throat> yeah I can't really see myself uh living on dry land I don't think
1: yeah yeah how do um your fellow actors respond when you tell them that you live on a boat I
2: think they love it I think I you've got really hate boats to hate it I think I think there's a lot of people who are like oh wicked but no they could never do it like my best mate Layla like she loves it she loves I live on a boat she loves my boat she adores it she's so proud and happy you know she's like I ain't never gonna live on a boat (laughs) she was like I could never do it but then there are some people I think who can see themselves doing it and in fact one of my mates who is an actor as well she was so inspired by like because I'd send her like little videos of her updates of me building the boat because I tiled my bathroom right um it's completely tiled and um and she was so impressed by it. But yeah, she's actually ended up wanting to buy a boat, which is incredible. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. looking into it. Yeah. And now she's buying a boat. She's literally buying a boat. So that's really cool when that happens because you know you're sort of, you sort yeah. of want to be like, you just wait until you realize how much better your life is <laughs> once you live on a boat.
0: Has boating in um, Birmingham opened your eyes to the city in any way? I know you said you were, you were born or brought up there. Has it given you a new insight into sort of familiar territory?
2: Yeah, we've got like Birmingham's super industrial, isn't it? And like the canals really show that off. Whilst, you know, Birmingham's also got the blessing of being like 10 minutes away in, from tumbling countryside, it's completely beautiful. The Midlands is beautiful. But yeah, I think. There's like the Soho Loop around the corner from me. And it's really wicked because you can, well, you can go around the Port Loop. You can go down the main line into the Port Loop and then come straight out across the main line through to the Soho Loop and then, you know, back onto the main line. And it's wonderful to see Birmingham's industry from the canal. Like it's also everything is beautiful from the canal, isn't it?
0: yeah like, I mean, even industrial like derelict building exactly kind of romance i think with water
2: in fun and then also i think in birmingham you get to see like and i'm sure in london and many cities, manchester as well you know you get to see all of the like graffiti and some of it's like ridiculously brilliant mm-hmm. like do you know what i mean mm-hmm. like there's a there's a huge one up the main line of like um it's like a pulp fiction sort of thing but then John Travolta has got a blue nose and that's to represent Birmingham City. <laughs> a blue nose. And it's um
0: yeah. I love seeing stuff like that as well. So you just need to get the dog and then it sounds like well, get the dog, hug the cow, and then it sounds like I was about to say, don't you forget me hugging it's that cow, fair. Sarah. For God's
2: sake. <laughs> yeah. If anyone's got any help with that, I'd really appreciate it if anyone <laughs> could help me out actually with that. Yeah, it just yeah, dog would be ideal really there's um one of my neighbours has got the most beautiful dog. actually a few of my neighbours have got some really cool pets on their boats um uh, and it's just it is a bit dreamy when you see <clears throat> someone cruising past and then their dog sat on the roof my mm-hmm. like, i'm just like oh, come on like it's, <laughs> it's idyllic isn't it? it's perfect yeah that'd be nice when she's painted i'll be well excited um as well last job is it after after a full rethink, yeah, 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 pretty much. I think my stepdad's going to help me do the lining for the, my hatch doors. And then also, I think my one of my mates, Ash, uh, he's an architect. And my engine room's quite difficult to navigate. Like, as in, obviously, there's no straight edges or right. Do you know what I mean? In a boat. And it's yeah. like, obviously, someone said to me like, about spirit measure. And I was like, huh. <laughs> no um but so i he but he'd be clever enough to look at my engine room and be like can you navigate this whilst making it accessible and also storage Because <laughs> like, everything on a boat has to serve about three functions yeah three purposes um i literally want to talk to you for the rest of my life can we keep going?
0: very, very lovely it's just really relaxing
2: i really don't want to stop can we keep going can you please just keep going
0: what do you think your um, character in Bridgerton would have been, Louise? She'd, she'd love
2: it, no? Never,
0: wouldn't she? She really would. Listen, I'm not
2: even being biased. Like, Eloise would love a boat. Yeah. She'd love to get her hands dirty. Yeah. She'd love... She'd have a cigarette at the back of the boat. <laughs> it would
0: be like the swing scene.
2: Yeah. yeah, she'd be like, I'm a badass woman who can control this boat, so don't even try and uh, talk to me about... <laughs> dancing a quadrille or something rubbish. Yeah, she'd love it. She would love it. Which says a little bit that I must be similar to my character, but I promise you I did work half.
0: (laughs) When do you go back to filming series two? When does that all start again? Really soon. Like really soon. And I'm nervous
2: now. because The thing is, my last day of work was February the 28th last year
0: and it's like a, the whole world's changed since
2: then yeah then the world broke two mm-hmm. weeks later and I haven't done anything obviously you know Bridgerton came out I've been doing press and mm. I have been busy with stuff like that so you know thank goodness also Buddhism always keeps me busy and then the boat kept me busy so, do you know I'm so fortunate in that sense but it's interesting like all I've wanted to do is to work again and now it's coming up and I'm like God, <laughs> no! It's too much now. Like, because I think I don't know if anyone else is feeling like that. Now things are getting back to normal. You're like, whoa, well, I don't know. Later, I don't know.
0: yeah.
2: But I'm, I'm anxious about it. But I'm more excited than anything. I think it will be a bit wild. I'll probably cry my first day back because I'll just be around people and stuff like mm. that. Like I had a costume fitting recently. Someone had to touch my skin. <laughs> I was like, oh wow,
0: this is amazing. <laughs> i can't think of anything else though you've covered everything thank you so much claudia it's been really really insightful and yeah your your responses so yeah considered and lovely thank you i could
2: honestly do this i'm going to be completely honest let's keep this on record as well this is the most excited i've been for any interview i'm not even lying a little bit like the thing is my agent knows
0: this as well he was like this is gonna make her so happy <laughs> like, like this is me- the one, but she's doing waterways well
2: <laughs> no this is like and it's also the thing that all of my mates have been like oh my god no way for me because they know how much it would mean to me like <laughs> this is honestly the most this is the Best interview I've done since Bridgend. Ah, I'm not. I'm not even joking. There are a few things that I really care about. Like, and Michael, my agent, my amazing agent, will always be like, if it's something to do with Birmingham, something to do with boats, and something to do with Buddhism, she'll do
1: it. <laughs> it's the three B's. Three B's. Yeah. Oh, Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, thank you so much for your time, Claudia. It's been like, it's been great. It's been really? fascinating talking to you. Yeah.
2: I'm
1: a For over 45 years, the ABC Leisure Group has been at the forefront of the waterways leisure industry. With 15 strategically placed marinas around the UK, it has hundreds of moorings with modern facilities and a range of benefits. ABC also runs a successful and competitive boat brokerage business. Visit abcboatsales.com as well as over 200 luxury hire boats and day boats. Visit abcboathire.com Furthermore, it offers a range of land-based holiday accommodation including waterside holiday cottages and caravan parks. Visit abcholidaycottages.com